Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Jay O. I am the author of Maximize Your Medicare. I'm also the host of the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. Today's podcast is not financial advice. It's not the offer or solicitation of any financial product of any sort, including but not limited to insurance. I'm not affiliated with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the official government agency that governs Medicare. I'm also not endorsing any specific carrier or any specific product, even though I am an expert contributor on a website powered by Humana, one of the nation's largest carriers. We do have clients around the country, and if you have questions, personal ones, on your private financial or Medicare matter, you can send me an email, jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. With all that good stuff out of the way, we begin in five, four, three, two, one. Good morning. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I am Jay. I'm the host and I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare. The 2016 edition is available up on Amazon and everywhere, pretty much. Anyway, I thought we would discuss two topics. The first segment is something called This Happens. Inside Maximize Your Medicare are a number of examples of This Happens. They are real-life situations, things that have actually occurred that I've observed. We have clients throughout the country, and we faced almost every different type of situation, irrespective of financial or health situation. The other day, I got a call from a client who told me a particular story when they went to a doctor's office. The reason that they were at the doctor's office is that they had to have some treatment. During this period, the person is becoming Medicare eligible, and so he is considering Medicare Advantage or Medigap. He goes up to the doctor's office, and then he talks to the billing manager. The person asks the billing manager, well, I'm thinking about this particular carrier, and let's just call it Carrier X. The billing office manager says, we don't accept Carrier X, full stop. Without any conditions, the billing office manager just says, we don't take Carrier X in any form. Now, this is particularly annoying because this is not necessarily the case. And it's certainly not the case that it's just always full stop. No. The reason is that this particular carrier happens to be the manager of both Medicare Advantage as well as offering Medigap. In addition to this, this particular carrier offers two types of Medicare Advantage plans, both HMO and PPO. So let's review under Medicare Advantage what happens. Under Medicare Advantage, you can have certain types of Medicare Advantage plans, which are called HMOs. Those you require a primary care physician and referrals. Okay. Then there are networks. The providers, the doctors, the clinics, the DME provider, the durable medical equipment provider may be part of the network. In which case, under the HMO, you must have a referral from your primary care physicians in general and then be able to go to a specialist of a particular sort. 
the providers have to be inside the network in order to get the superior price. And in most cases under HMOs, if they're sitting outside of the network, then the then that carrier, carrier X, will not honor that particular, let's call it X-ray clinic, and you would be responsible for 100% of the cost. Now, this isn't a huge surprise to most people before they turn on Medicare because they're familiar with this structure. Let's continue on and talk about PPO. Under Medicare, PPO means that you don't have to use a referral. You can go directly to a provider. Let's just call it the same x-ray clinic. As long as the x-ray clinic accepts original Medicare, the red, white, and blue card, that person, may you may be charged the out-of-network price and therefore which can be higher than the in-network price let's call it copay or co-insurance rate. Nevertheless, that does not mean that the x-ray clinic doesn't accept your card. It is just simply that you will be charged at a different rate. So the billing office manager in this instance is wrong right from the get-go on Medicare Advantage by saying, putting the blanket statement saying, we don't accept carrier X in any form because carrier X in this instance offers both HMO and PPO. You would think that it couldn't get worse than this, but you'd be wrong. Uh, it does get substantially worse than this, actually, which is particularly interesting. Interesting meaning annoying. This particular carrier is also the carrier for Medigap plans. To review, Medigap is also known as Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental. If you show up with a card and with a particular carrier and it is a Medigap plan, If the provider accepts the original Medicare card, the red, white, and blue card, if your doctor, clinic, hospital, if they accept Medicare, they're going to accept your Medigap plan. And it doesn't matter who the carrier is. If you're getting pushback on this, I would say either one of two things. Either number one, you can reach out to us here, jae at maximizeyourmedicare.com. We'll resolve it for you. Or number two, you can find a different provider. Because that means that it is very likely there are other administrative errors coming out of that same source. In addition to that, under Medigap, there's no concept of network. There's no idea that my doctor, my x-ray clinic doesn't belong to a network. Under Medigap, there is no such thing as a network. So now you can see why this is particularly annoying. Because now the person who is going to become Medicare eligible and considering that his options went to a person that they believe to be in authority, the billing office manager to the primary care physician in this instance, and the primary care physician's billing office manager tells the person, the patient in this instance, something that is entirely wrong, entirely on multiple levels, as I've just described. Nevertheless, this happens. My recommendation, therefore, is I have two recommendations. First one is you're going to have to continue to challenge these people at every turn because insurance changes. Now, that is not leaving an excuse for the billing office manager in this case. That person is wrong on multiple levels, as I mentioned. So I'm talking about in the general case, 
it can easily be the case that the medical provider, the, even the people responsible, may not be completely up to date. I've seen this not only at individual private clinics, I've seen this at hospital systems. I've seen this at senior centers on division of aging. This happens. Now that I've had a couple of moments to relax and figure out uh, exactly where we're going to go next, I thought to talk about the general enrollment period. It is a period for those of you who have not correctly enrolled in Medicare Part A and Part B for whatever reason. And I'm not here to recount history or to replay history for you on who's to blame or what led you to a particular decision on why you didn't enroll in but both parts A and part B when is required or when you were under your open enrollment period when you became first eligible to enroll in Medicare. I'm not here to cast judgment on that. I'm talking now about what to do about it from this point. From now, January 1st, actually, it started. It runs through March 31st. You have the right to enroll in parts A and or Part B if you have not done so in the past. Your effective date will not be until July 1st. July 1st. You will have the special enrollment period, special election period. You will have, beginning on April 1st, through July 1st, the ability to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan or in a Medigap plan, provided that you can pass medical underwriting, the effective date will be July 1st. A couple of things. The first one is that the late enrollment penalties will continue to apply, meaning that even if you went to your uh, Social Security Administration office today and enrolled in Medicare under this period to be effective on July 1st, that does not mean that the late enrollment penalty will cease. It will continue to count all the way up until July 1st. There's no way around this. The second very important caveat here is that if you receive extra help meaning that you have um, financial restraints which allow you to qualify for the federal extra help program, or if you are allowed into Medicaid, or if you get other state programs which allow you to have financial assistance towards Medicare premiums, there's no late enrollment penalty, meaning you can simply enroll during this period for Medicare to be effective on July 1st, and all of the late enrollment penalties will be therefore be waived. This and lots of other information sit in Maximize Your Medicare, the 2016 edition. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also find it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts online. You can also always go to the official website to the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. I'm Jay. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.